Hey everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I am your host, Rosie Acosta, yoga teacher and teacher trainer, mindfulness coach, speaker, and creative writer. I am also the founder of radicallyloved.com, a website where you can go for more information about yoga, mindfulness, meditation, and lifestyle advice. On this podcast, we talk to people within our health and wellness community that are creating content through the ritualistic practice of yoga, meditation, or overall mindful living. We hope to create value in your life so that you can achieve your highest potential and live a radically loved life. To stay in touch with us, just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rosie Acosta and on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie. You can sign up for our newsletter on radicallyloved.com to stay up to date on future workshops, retreats, and latest podcasts. I hope that Radically Loved Radio leaves you feeling inspired to create something powerful. My teacher, Yoga Rupa Raj Stryker, says, if you powerfully believe in the value you have to offer the world, your love and passion for it will be an unstoppable force. Thanks for listening. Hello, 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 everyone. Um, Hello. I wanted to just take a moment to share a couple of tips that I found to be most helpful in my relationship. And although I may not always do everything that I'm going to (laughs) say, I'll be the first one to call myself out on it. And Tori knows it. So I can actually say that. But I wanted to share just a couple of tips that I feel have been really sort of uh, useful for us and and just in in relationships in general doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic relationship. It's mostly just this idea that we have the ability to be able to create better awareness, better care, and to just cultivate a little bit more compassion for the people that are closest to us. I feel like some of the times we get into these moments where The people closest to us are always the ones that suffer the repercussions of us being out of balance or of us having a spastic moment or, you know, things don't go our way. It's always the people closest to us that begin to feel that tension or that feel that contraction within us and sometimes verbally and sometimes not verbally, you know, energy is energy and I feel that the more mindful and aware we are about our own energy, we can begin to help those around us. So. That being said, the first one is don't let other people make or break your self-image. So these are things that I've read. And uh, one of the things that I really loved was uh, confidence isn't I know she likes me. Confidence is I'll be okay whether she likes me or not. And this is more in the regard of getting to know somebody or people that are out there newly dating when we start to really worry about how other people see us or see our self-image it really begins to sort of create this illusion of who and what we really are we begin to give our power away in a sense and I think it's important when you are in a relationship or when you're getting to know somebody to know that you shouldn't expect that person to make you happy. You should always be able to make yourself happy first. And you do that by doing several different types of things, working on yourself, self-development, yoga, meditation, going to therapy, acknowledging your habits, acknowledging your own 
self-criticism or just knowing what your patterning is. So that's the first one. The next one is love isn't enough for a solid relationship. So just because you love each other doesn't mean that you're good together long term. I love pizza. I loved my high school sweetheart. Both make my stomach feel bad and I should have no part in either. (laughs) Right? So this is something really important. And I've worked with a lot of people over the years in regard to this. You know, it's the problem isn't that love isn't enough. It's you both have to be committed. There may be times you don't feel like you love each other, like you're so hurt or angry that you can't stand the side of each other, and that's okay. (laughs) But if you're both committed to the relationship, to the promises you made, then you'll work through it and you'll become stronger. And, you know, love without commitment just isn't enough. And I think that two people have to be willing to work towards the same goal. So I think that's very important. The next thing is to... Focus on a relationship and not your friends. So practically everyone has a relationship that looks perfect from the outside looking in. Unless you are extremely intimate with your friends, you will never have any idea what that couple's actual problems are until they break up and spill the beans. So there's all this research that suggests that people are notoriously poor judges of what others are thinking and feeling. And obviously, right, we never know what's happening on somebody's insides. We only know what people tell us or what we see. That finding may extend to relationships. So if you assume your friend and her husband are completely happy in their marriage, you're probably wrong. And this is sort of this big misconception. And I hate to sound uh, so uh, morbid in that sense. But a lot of the times we don't really know what everyone's relationship is like all we know is what ours is like and it's hard to use other people's relationships as a barometer when you don't really know the intricacies and the inner workings of them okay so the next thing is to understand that conflict is inevitable so no relationship is perfect and there will be conflict what matters is the desire to solve the problem so when you and your uh, lover (laughs) or your person or your friend are arguing remember that it's it's not them it's not you versus them right it's it's you versus the issue so in order for us to be able to turn that thinking and to be able to look at a problem through different lenses or through a different perspective it really allows us to create better relationships especially when it comes to conflict so it's not like, you know, you you think, oh, if there's conflict, I shouldn't be with this person. In fact, having conflict, conflict is actually quite healthy, I think, in my perspective, because it really allows you to see how your friend or person or beloved operates. And it really teaches you a lot about how to compromise or how to put yourself in a position of somebody else's perspective. One thing that I always say is consider the fact that you might be wrong. Just consider it, even if it's just a small thread that for me, I always have to think about that. I always have to consider the fact that even though I'm 100% sure of of what I'm saying and, and why I'm upset, and perhaps my partner sees it differently, I have to consider the fact that there's a possibility that I may be wrong. So instead of me being 100% 
right? I have to allow myself to be maybe like 98%, right? So I want to allow a little bit of space for, you know, the other. The next thing I want to say, and, and it closely ties into this, is to pick and choose your battles. So I, I love that I, I read this um, about uh, conflict-related advice. Uh, it, was, it was from a, an article that said, uh, it was this, this person talking about his relationship. So he said, my wife and I have a 24-hour rule. If there's a problem, you have 24 hours to bring it to the person's attention. If you don't within the 24-hour period, you're not allowed to bring it up. <laughs> I loved that. The reason is it keeps us from sitting on something until it blows up, right? So how many of you out there have ever been so thoroughly upset about something that just you didn't say anything for days or even weeks or you let it fester for a month and then it just like one day it was the atomic bomb went off and your partner ha is totally blindsided. So this is a way to make things that are important put them in the forefront and, and put them on the table so that you're able to, you know, address them in, in the right way. And sometimes maybe it's it's something that's supercharged, but that's okay. It's better that it's out in the open using your practice of self-awareness, compassion, and mindfulness. And always ask yourself before you say anything, is it true and is it kind and is it necessary? So those are just some thing that you should always think with speaking to someone anyhow. But I think it it rings true, especially for this. So the last thing I want to share is that it's important to keep your spark alive. So once you're in a long-term relationship or marriage, you you should never ever start or stop. You should never stop dating. Right, so there needs to be some sort of constant courtship to the last thing is to know and acknowledge that you need to work to keep the spark alive. So once you're in a long-term relationship or marriage, you have to remember to never stop dating. <laughs> this is so important. There needs to be some sort of constant courtship to make them feel you still want them, even after all these months or years. This is something that I'm extremely mindful of. And, and Tori and I, we have a date night once a month. We both have really crazy schedules. And sometimes it's twice a month. And I think it's incredible uh, to be able to do it that often. Some people, friends of ours, they do it once a week, which is amazing. But for us, we make it extra special. We take one night a month where we allow for the entire evening, afternoon, and night so that we can be together and have no devices, no distractions, and it's just us. And we sometimes go to dinner and maybe we might go to a movie or we might go to see an art exhibit or we might just be at home and hang out and not do anything and most of the time we both come into some sort of agreement with what we want that evening or that date night to look like and we've been doing this for years and it's something that we've noticed when we don't do it it's it's it creates 
it creates a little bit of a of a of tension in our relationship. So those are the, a couple of things that I wanted to share. Uh, some you know little words of wisdom, if you will. I am so excited that you're here, that you're listening to this. If there's somebody that you feel would really benefit from listening to this, send it to your friends. Comment on uh, any social media platform that you like and let us know what you thought. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.